a match heavy wrestling show yes a, a, a show with a lot of rest a wrestling show with a lot of wrestling matches on it who would have thought it orange cassidy defends against ishii let's just get straight into aew collision on the hit in the turnbuckle channel what a start to collision this week as i said there was eight i think there was eight matches in total a lot to discuss so let's get straight on with the Blackpool Combat Club versus Esfinger and Star Junior. I'm hoping that's how you pronounce these bloody Japanese names. CNWL crossover continues, uh, basically. And it was a really, really strong win here for the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, Claudio and Mox. Uh, Brian Danielson's away at New Japan. By the way, check out his match with Zack Sabre Jr. on that. Will Ospreay also finished up with New Japan this week in a hellacious cage match. Um, he'll be back over here in the UK this weekend uh, before coming to TNA full-time. So it won't be long before TNA gets the aerial assassin uh, full-time, which would be great. Um, but going back into this, I, I would say Star and Esfinger were definitely not on the level of Mystico, uh, Henchikero and Volder uh, on this. And it kind of showed in this. However, Blackpool Combat Club gets the win. Uh, Star Jr. tapped from the straight arm bar from Moxley. Um and, but again, at the end of this match, Moxley gets on the mic and basically says, any team that wants to step up will get stepped on. And we enter top guys. FTR come out and they brawl. If this means we're going to get FTR versus BCC, take my money now. I'm all over that. Thank you very much and good night. <laughs> it will be, uh, that'll be a great, great match. Uh, I'll be looking forward to it. How do we get a few singles between it? Because we know that both Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood can go in the ring. So it would be really good to see a few, maybe a little trilogy start-up, tags, singles, you know, throw a Garcia in the mix as well with FTR. We'd like to see that. Speaking of Garcia, that throws me nicely into his, his match with Shane Taylor from Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, Garcia was still with Matt Menard. Shane Taylor was with Lee Moriarty. With eight matches on the show, the matches probably ain't going to get enough some of these matches ain't going to get enough time. Testing point here on this one. This match, I would have loved to see go longer. Garcia did have a game plan in this, though, and it kind of worked. And it was working on the knees of the big man. There was a huge right-hand power bomb though, and a right hand by Shane Taylor at one point for a big, long two count. Um, but Garcia, eventually, the work, the game plan on the leg, uh, which he done, and that's not, that's like old-school wrestling a little bit. That's like a what Mr. Perfect would do when he was there. He would focus in on a, on a point of the body and work on it throughout the match. This is what Garcia done so well here. He focused on the leg throughout the whole match. You saw the dra dragon screw and you kept seeing drop kits to the leg of Taylor. And eventually he gets him in the power bomb after he misses a leg drop from the injured leg. Garcia then locks in the ankle lock and Taylor actually tapped at that point. So it's nice to see the mind game, the not mind games, but it's nice to see a game plan focusing on the body and having that part of the body used to win the match. You don't see that very often now in wrestling these days. It's a really old 90s way of doing it. So kudos to AW and kudos to Daniel Garcia for doing that. Really like, I really personally enjoyed that being an old school uh, wrestling fan. Now, Eddie Kingston at this point was backstage uh, and Kingston was like, you know, Brian Danielson's finally gotten under his skin. And he's challenged Danielson to a match. And when Kingston wins, Danielson has to shake his hand. Continental Crown, I believe, and I think this is at Revolution, um, should be on. 
So will Danielson have to shake the hand of Eddie Kingston? We will find out. Um, and next match is a person, not a personal favourite of mine due to the link, but personal favourite because it has the Outrunners from NWA on there. The Outrunners making a name for themselves uh, at the moment. Uh, they're very old school, old lookish tag team. Um, unfortunately, they run into Brian Cage. Uh, you know where this is going, right? Uh, it was literally uppercut, enziguri, German suplex, double suplex, discus lariat, powerbomb to Floyd, standing co Texas Cloverleaf, Floyd Tap. So we've had three matches, three won by submission. Brian Cage just totally decimates the outrunners. And as he carries on, he, he, he then hits the, uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights mascot. And as then they do that, AEW send hook. And Hook and Rampage, uh, Hook and Rampage, Hook and Brian Cage uh, start fighting on the ramp, um, which is, you know, it looks like they're going to be working a program a little bit, which is nice. Um, and then we went to backstage with a, a <laughs> an undisputed kingdom uh, skit with Tom, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Roddy Strong with his, you know, he used to go Adam, but now he went Ishii. <laughs> it was really good. I, I loved it. Um, but. What he did say was, it, Strong says, if Ishii beats Cassidy, he wants Ishii at Revolution. So we were interested to find out who wins that match and who Roddy Strong faces. Um, Adam Copeland said he's going to bring back the Cope Open again, uh, which has been good. He likes it. I, I like it. Um, but he will. He said he wants to wrestle Kingston uh, one day. He said Orange Cassidy is busy. Yeah, there's still Christian Cato. He's looking after. He's looking at championships, and he knows where he's leading. However, he then gets interrupted by Daniel Garcia. So next week, Daniel Garcia, Adam Copeland should be hell of a contest next week uh, on on AEW. I'm looking forward to seeing that match big time. Um, there was a bit with Willow and 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 Statlander and Stokely. Um. They're basically talking about the tag match between one in them and Willow, uh, one in them, Julia and Sky Blue. But if you remember, um, last on Rampage, them two had a face-off at the end of the match. Um, so it looks like we're going to be getting that tag match very soon. Could that be where Willow turns on Statlander? Now, if you remember, Willow had the mist sprayed in her face by Julia Hart and didn't it didn't, well, she, she hasn't yet turned Hill Sky Blue seems to have done. Is this where we get the Willow split from Statland and the Willow turning Hill? We will have to see, and hopefully we do. Um, Brody King uh, uh, and Briscoe was next. And you know what? This match was really, they're two of my favourites at the minute. And again, what I would say, this was a hard-hitting match. There was a, in Larry and a half, uh, by Brody King on this. Um, it could have gone another 15 minutes and I wouldn't have cared. You know, this was just a hard-hitting, tremendous match between these two. Brody King ends up winning with a Ganso bomb. Uh, but at the end, uh, Brody King held Mark Briscoe and Julia Hart hit him with a spike, literally stabbed him in the head with a spike. Um, and Briscoe is a crimson mass uh, and... Busted wide open. So, what's going on with them? To that's you know, I'm mean, I'm interested to see a bit more. I mean, they went for a table on this. There was so much going on. But again, I would have loved to have benefited that match. To have benefited from 15 more minutes. 
but that's just me. Um, we then got to two women's matches, uh, fairly short women's matches, to be fair, um, but build for the Diona Perazzo versus Tony Storm match at Revolution. Uh, Piazza took on Kira Hogan. Uh, she won with the Venus de Milo. Um, just more of a momentum building match, really, for, for Diona at this point. Um, Tony Storm, however, took on Queen Aminata, who I still think is great. And this was a really hard-hitting contest. And her and Amata's offense looks so good. And she's still getting probably more offense in matches than what, you know, but I need to see her start winning matches. She has proven herself beyond capable in this division. And she now needs to start picking up victories for me. Obviously, Tony Storm wins this with a spike power driver. It was quick. It was hard-hitting. But I want more. From Queen Anima. I want those victories. Like I said, I want victories, victories, victories uh, for her. And she needs to start picking them up because she's impressing me every time I see her step in the ring. But however, Tony Storm said she'll be bringing out a brand new film this week called Wet Ink. The owner can try her fancy maneuvers, but pain of not being so much as a wall on Storm's butthole will haunt her for life. Wow, what a life. Interesting. There is no collision next week. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend Week takes over in America. So AEW are not doing collision next week, which is less stuff for me and Dave to review on the weekend AEW. Uh, unfortunately, though, because I like it. I like AEW and I like their shows. Um, the match. Wow. Ishii Cassidy. And I, I, as soon as I heard Ishii was on uh, AEW, I was like, I'm tuning in. I saw him over here against Ricky Knight Jr. Uh, in a match that just blew me away. These two was crazy. I mean, there was bits where Cassidy was trying these silly little punches and Ishii just chopped the shit out of him. Uh, it was so good. Um, you know, Cassidy was able to take everything that Ishii threw at him and kept looking for a pin as well. They told a really good story. You know, Ishii with the power, Cassidy with, you know, the usual stuff that he does. Um, he did hit an orange punch and a beach break, but he did only get a two at that point. But finally got the winner when Ishii went for a brain buster and Orange Cassidy cradled him. But what a match that was. I mean, that was, you know, again, I'm, I'm personally not surprised. I don't think anyone else should be surprised by this, but them two ruled in this match. It was so good. Ishii is an incredible competitor. Uh, again, it wasn't the end. Undisputed uh, Kingdom come out, hit the spike power driver on Cassidy. But as he does that, Ishii returns, and Trent was there as well to make the save and end collision. Really strong episode of collision. A lot of matches on there. I think it was seven, actually, not eight. Um, again, we sometimes say less is more. I mean... The ones that had the less map, you know, the women's matches weren't very long, but they were part of the story and continuing to build momentum. So that's you can get away with that a little bit. But I would like to focus on, you know, five, six, maybe six matches. I don't know, maybe one match too many. Who knows? Who cares? It was still a great show on, on Collision, uh, and I'm looking forward to, as I say, next week. As I mentioned on the Rampage review, myself and Dave will be chopping up the week in AEW in one podcast uh, on Monday, the 19th of February. We will be recording the week's worth of AEW, which won't include Collision, unfortunately, because there is no Collision next week due to NBA All-Star Weekend. However, this has been this week's Collision review on the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. I've been your host, Adam Cousins. Keep your eyes on our social media platforms at HTT Buckle on X, where we will be announcing Smashing Mike's next opponent for his Turnbuckle Championship match. At Ignite Full Throttle on April 21st. 
hit it in the Turnbuckle podcast and all other social media platforms to keep up to date with everything we have going on. We'll be back as always with some more review shows, some more great interviews. Keep hitting the channel, hit subscribe, hit whatever you want to need to do to make sure you get notifications that we've released another program. And until next time, everybody buckle down and stay safe.